Hey guys, welcome back to Kind of an Expert. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. This week, I sat down in person with a comedian who has literally been there since day one of my uh, comedy career. He was hosting the first open mic that I ever did, Dan Polzello, and we talk about... Uh, both of the world wars. Um, I got to be honest, when I asked him if he wanted to do the podcast, I had no idea what he was going to say. He's got a really big beard, kind of thought it might be about that. When he said World War One and World War Two, I was like, all right, well, how much could this guy actually know? Turns out uh, a lot. He knows a lot. And a lot of it is fun facts, uh, which we mostly stick to. Uh, a lot of it is strategy, some of it's economics, some of it's the history. I mean, this was a complete rundown of everything World War One, World War Two, and between. Um, I think some of you will really like it, and even the ones who don't really uh, think the world that uh, World War One and Two history is that interesting. You might like it as well because he is so fired up about everything that he says. It's just awesome. It's entertaining. Um, I have put a link in the description to his uh, Instagram and um, Twitter and all that other fun stuff. Go watch him on Twitch now. He's also streaming Call of Duty. So if you like video game streams, go watch Dan Polzello. Uh, and then remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Really appreciate you guys doing that. And with that, let's get into the episode. That's a pretty good place to start, right? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> I wish you hit me up for this. You're like, hey, Corey, I heard you have a podcast <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend won't let me talk to her about this anymore. So can I talk to your audience? <laughs> what, what is she? Wait, does she not let you talk to talk to her about the world wars because she's heard all of this before? Or I she's have to, just like, I have to really bring it with a cool fact. Like I really <laughs> have to. There are like there are sometimes when she's like, oh cool, but like generally I'll be like, you know, this reminds me, and she'll be like, I'm limiting you to one minute. Like and she'll just <laughs> oh, be like, oh, it's a time limit. Yeah. It's not even number of facts. And she'll just be like, you got one minute, so make it good. So like I have a distillation of like just. <laughs> Very tight World War II facts that it's I can like, like slip your, in. It's like your open mic set. You're like, all right, I got four and a half minutes. Yeah. How many jokes can I get in there? I'm going to start talking faster. Well, the Axis powers for Germany, Japan, oh Italy, my God, and yeah. the Allies were these people. And they fought here, 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 here. here. Yeah, just <laughs> slam it in there as much as possible. I don't get many opportunities. No, she, like, I'm kidding. She's, she's very supportive and she loves it. But she's like, you're she's concerned about my like world war ii consumption and like my history <laughs> consumption she's like you don't you don't consume it like a normal person like she she is worried about that uh aspect you just of watching it. dunkirk over and over again like what are we what are we talking um here? i found this like real good like documentary site on on youtube that does like the best place for all accurate uh, yeah, information yeah, yeah. um but i've read like a bunch of only like after college did i get like really into like military history books. Um, okay. I don't know what, I don't know when, 
It's a weird hobby to just pick up. To. It's like that, it's, it's exactly like that progressive commercial where yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. guys like trying to teach people how not to become their parents, oh and he God. literally goes like, "You're reading a book about submarines." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Who yeah. else read things reads things about submarines? It's pretty close. <laughs> I didn't expect it to occur so early, so early, and with such ferocity <laughs> like i read so many i've read like over there was this one it was called like the liberator series it is three oh my god 1500 page books just about like like from north the north african campaign the italy campaign and then the Western European campaign. You got a lot of walls, and I think you could do a full tactical map of Europe oh, for World War right. II. You got to paint that shit out and draw all no. the arrows and shit. You know what Your I girlfriend sh- will come back here. And you could give her the whole rundown I right could, there. I could do, uh, we got in quarantine, me and my little brother got really into like, we bought a projector. He brought a he bought nice. a projector, and I yep. could like I could project it over Put it this there, wall. Just, you're just tracing lines at that point. Oh my god, yeah. I you would can love. Uh, when this happens, when your girlfriend asks what the fuck, you're like, well, I told this guy about the chicken thing, uh, the, the fact about <laughs> why microbes get into chicken, and then he told me this idea, so I figured like you know I might yeah, as well run with it. Might as well, might as well. <laughs> for for my. Uh, listeners who i haven't told the chicken fact what is this it's not world war ii it's just the most interesting thing about meat i've ever heard okay so the reason that like (laughs) think think listener (laughs) plural yeah thank you (laughs) uh like so with meat why can you eat ground beef raw like you can eat it like pink ish like rare yeah. medium rare you can't could, do that it with could literally chicken. be bleeding yeah you cannot do that with chicken and right it's because with chicken there are chicken is more porous and the holes go deeper into the meat which is where like the microbes can hide so you have to cook a chicken all the way through because there are like microscopic holes that go through the chicken meat and we decide we discover this it checks out that that's why they could fly is their meat their, their meat is hollow what do we what do you mean by discovered did, well, that chi- did we just come up with that run like- it through your brain right now does it make sense that chickens have holes in their muscles and that's why they could fly expo facto it, it all makes so much sense literally how columbus decided this was india he yeah. goes well there's fucking indians yeah, here so I'm running it through my india meter in my brain and it checks out i was going to india and i found some people and yeah. they're brown and they so were, we're chicken in india yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's so cook chicken you gotta right. cook your chicken all the way through you told me that like three years ago and i swear to god i've told double digits of people that's like good. i have become that guy at the <laughs> at the barbecue it's like you know what? you gotta cut that through it, cook that through <laughs> it's a weird hill to die on to be like i don't want anybody to get salmonella it's like covid's getting a lot of airplay right now but salmonella still exists the silent killer yeah, and you might miss a day of work <laughs> pretty bad food poisoning and i can't have that happen your leg might go to sleep while you're on the toilet oh and my we god can't have that i think there was i think i know a kid who got salmonella um I think it was like Taylor Schmidt or Taylor Yarish, one of the Taylors. One of the Taylors. In the open mic scene. Artsy Taylor or... Uh, Artsy Taylor. Non, or, or Podcast Taylor. Podcast Taylor. Yeah, he just came out of the podcast. Yeah, he did. Um, I gotta have him on. I keep seeing oh, his shit. Funny. I'm like, I should contact yeah, him. And, I was, uh, he's very funny. Um, yeah, so back back to the wars. Well, oh, yeah. so let me... Let's... let's uh, 
let's settle this first, and you're probably going to hate this question. Which mm-hmm. war is better? Um, <laughs> I think you got to go... I mean, World War Two. the scale. Oh, my God, the scale of World War Two is right. like... I love everybody's fighting everybody. Yeah, there's there are facts that you still cannot wrap your head around. Like I just read a book about the just the Pacific War, and so if you think about just the Pacific War, that's you think okay, U.S. versus Japan. It's like no, 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 U.S. and China versus Japan. Like war, yeah. like the Pacific War started out of the Second Sino-Japanese War. If you want to know the casualty numbers, the Sino-Japanese War was Japan and China. Yeah, Japan versus China in Got like it. the. 30 so like well Which they fought forever yeah for years and yeah. there was a first china japanese war right yeah well yeah 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 yeah. i mean i think like thousands of years china and japan have yeah. always been going after yeah. each other so if you want to look at just the death statistics for just china for just the pacific war it's 30 million people that's, that's more than russia yeah and russia you find Ru- out those facts <laughs> yeah. how insane is that where it's like i think total the U.S. It, it couldn't have been more than like two hundred fifty thousand dead, right? Like probably around under like a million. Half of I want to say COVID's gonna do. Yeah, like you talk about just the rape of Nanking, like that's one incident against China, and it's like that was easy two hundred fifty thousand. That's one day. Yeah, for the Chinese. So you, you think about like the God damn, and every like so every time you turn a corner in this World War Two. Like learning about it from like the east and the west, like every time you turn a corner, you get a new one of those facts where it's like fucking what, like yeah. thirty million, and you never hear about. It. That's thirty million yeah. Chinese people. Yeah, like civilians, soldiers, like so. That is why. Why do we never hear about it? Is it American? Is it Western centrism of the yeah. world? Is it like did the Chinese government kind of cover it up? Well, did, well, because Japan's our buddy now. So were they like, hey guys, don't talk yeah. about this so it's interesting so the the warlord of that time is chiang kai-shek uh and he was japanese for china for um, china okay yeah, so china has a warlord chiang kai-shek and it's him versus mao zedong um yes I so know you know mao. mao yeah so who like chiang kai-shek for the entire war he keeps like three million japanese troops occupied on the chinese mainland so that's just so like the U.S. is funneling resources into China. Like Chiang Kai-shek, please don't drop out. Please don't drop out. Yeah. We need you to keep fighting because if you stop fighting, if you surrender, then that's three million Japanese people in Okinawa, in Iwo Jima, like three million yeah. more people to defend, like right. the outer rims, um, islands which are easy to defend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Chiang Kai-shek is the warlord who is re- most responsible for keeping all those Japanese people tied up. But Mao, after World War II, like the U.S. starts to favor Mao because it looks like Mao is like less of a sadistic psychopath than he actually is. <laughs> so Mao, I'm assuming Chiang Kai-shek was a bit of a sadistic, yeah, uh, he was sadistic psychopath. Yeah, he wasn't great either. And then I think, and this is where it gets a little tricky for me. I think Chiang Kai-shek defects, like Mao Zedong, like wins the war after the war. So it's like World War II. And then the Chinese Civil War after that. I think Chiang Kai-shek goes to Taiwan and starts Taiwan. And then Mao Zedong. So you talk about propaganda. Like, okay, we need to bury the lead that Chiang Kai-shek was like a great warrior. Yeah. That 30 million Chinese people died. Like, it needs to be, it was the communists, not the nationalists. Like, And so that type of whitewashing, along with like now the U.S. 
does the U.S. want to say, without Stalin, we lose. Without China, we lose. Like, yeah. in the in the Cold War after that, it's like, we cannot say a good thing about communism. Like, yeah. you can't say a good, you can't say that, like, without Stalin, we we get wiped off of the map in World War II. Right. Um, so I think kind of probably the same thing happened with China. Okay, I could see that. So on on your your statement of uh like you're you're saying that in it, without Stalin and without Chiang Kai-shek you're saying we would have been wiped off the map. But this is one thing and they uh did you ever watch the show um shit it was on HBO about like it was an alternate history where Germany and Japan won the war and they each took over half of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man in the high tower yes, something like that. Man yeah. in the high castle. Yeah. I've always had trouble kind of believing that Japan and Germany would have come and attacked the the American mainland. I just, like yeah, because again, we only sent two hundred fifty thousand troops over there, but at mm-hmm. the time, what the U.S. population was like a hundred million or something, yeah, like that. So that's two hundred thousand casualties. It probably ended up being like millions of troops. Um, oh right. I think if you're talking like alternate realities, the thing that would be like most likely to happen is like. Like, so there's a moment, and this is, like, I listened to, like, Hardcore History. Yeah. It's, like, an insane... Great podcast. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then, like, I listened... I think I listened to half of the 12 hours on World War II. Oh, uh, yeah. Or something like I listened, that. I was just I like, listened, oh, my God. I listened to... I have to put this down for I a second. I listened to the 12-hour World War One documentary. That one. That's the one that... Yeah. I listened to that twice. Holy On two shit. different occasions. <laughs> um, so, if you... You need want, a more involved job. Yeah, dude. You see how fucking excited I'm getting right now? You see that there's no art in my room? I've been waiting for years to talk to somebody about this. Um, So here's an interesting thought experiment that Dan Carlin and Hardcore History brings up. There is a moment in time in Pearl Harbor. Like, so Pearl Harbor happens. The Japanese out of nowhere, out of nowhere, um, bomb the Americans. And then Germany declares war on America. Yes. Why? Like... It talk about alternate realities <laughs> like japan bombs yeah. so there there is like if you talk about like what is like like okay man in the high castle like japan's never gonna invade california right um but there is i think an interesting alternate scenario where hitler sees like oh pearl harbor that's crazy like you guys why'd you do that like japan why'd you like yeah w- w- why did you get there there's a moment um i read this book it's like called the rise and fall of the third reich and there's a moment where Nazi intelligence comes to Hitler and the high command and they say, okay, we've done the estimates. If if world, if the US were to enter the war, here is their production capability. Mm-hmm. And they say the production capability and the Nazis laugh because they can't believe it. They're like, no, they, they couldn't. That yeah. many tanks, that, yeah, many, yeah, yeah. that many planes, like that many bullets, like- <laughs> Those dummies. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> no, there's no, they, so they laugh it. Yeah. The, the thought is so insane. And that was like what the US, like, the U.S.'s biggest contribution, like they were an arms dealer, you know, like they yeah. sent planes to Russia, they sent planes Just to same China. Same thing we're doing now. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that shit, never they never would have invaded the U.S., but like I think it's a fun thought experiment of like, okay, Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. What if Hitler doesn't declare war on the U.S. at that point? Well, isn't there... Um, well, first, 
first thing, my favorite conspiracy that nobody talks about is that the U.S. actually did Pearl Harbor to get into <laughs> World War II. Because that makes way more sense to me than 9-11. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, let's bomb a military base, blame it on the Japanese, and then suddenly we have an excuse because we were so isolationist back then. Oh, yeah. Everyone would get on board with getting into the war. Oh, yeah. And but the other part, uh, the other main question I want you to answer both is, didn't Germany send like a telegram to Mexico trying to get them? Nah. Oh, that was World War One. How crazy is that? Oh, <laughs> I thought though that was World War Two, and that would yeah. make sense why Germany was like, "Yeah, we're going to declare war, and then Mexico Mexico is going to join us, and then they'll be busy over there and nah. not send any people yeah. over there." So yeah, okay. So the Pearl Harbor thing is mostly what I wanted. Yeah. To, that makes so much sense to me. The, what am I missing? Um, so you want to know? It, it's a slightly more boring and nuanced than that. Damn I think. It. Um, <laughs> so why does Japan like? the way that it's pictured in like American propaganda and like, and when I say the word, we were just drinking coconuts yeah. on the beach and then the oh, Japanese yeah, yeah. fucking bombed us yeah. out of nowhere. And you watch like, <laughs> like Ben Affleck at Pearl Harbor, this? like why? What could, like it was a fucking, it was an oil embargo by FDR on the Japanese. He said, oh. if you, if you keep expanding, uh, if you, it was like they'd invaded Manchuria at that point, which is a region in China, uh, which is all of this Sino-Japanese war. It's like this very mineral, raw, res like raw material rich area of China. That's Manchuria. Yeah. That's what they've been fighting over. They keep provoking these incidents to invade more of China. Um, FDR sees this and several other different moves that Japan is making and saying, uh, we're going to deny you aviation fuel. Like we're going to deny yeah, you I like mean, we're so it's an oil embargo. And yeah. then after that, Japan, like within weeks of that, Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. So it's like the real conspiracy is like, did FDR want that? You, you well, embargo Japan and then they yeah. bite you. You can't be shocked by it. Uh, I think you could be. I think you could be shocked that they would actually come after you. I yeah. could see where he was like, I'm going to embargo, and then the Chinese will slowly be able to make it back mm -hmm. uh, or fight back, and we yeah. could just play this from the sidelines. But So Japan attacking us, did that unlock more oil for them? Like, Also, wasn't Russia's a very rich oil area, and mm -hmm. so is the Middle East. Did they not? Because as far as I know, the Middle East kind of... They stayed out of it for the most part. Yeah. Uh, weren't they trade partners? Like, wouldn't Saudi Arabia be, like, fucking rolling in black gold yeah. uh, at this time? So the main, I, if not the main exporter of oil to Japan was the U.S. Like, so the, U, the U.S. says we're not trading oil anymore. Like, embargo on the oil. That cuts out, like, a not insignificant amount of oil for Japan. So what Japan does is... You have to think of we think of Pearl Harbor as like this like Hail Mary move. It's actually like a reach and then there's a jab underneath it. So like they reach all the way across the Pacific, which is so big that you can't even like it's, yeah, right. it's big on a map and you can't the miles and shit. It doesn't make any sense how fucking big it is. <laughs> So they reach across to Pearl Harbor and they while use they, the last of their fuel to get there. Yeah. And so <laughs> while they do that, the jab underneath it is they invade Singapore, Dutch East Indies, yes. Malaysia. Yep. Like so that the they called it the bicycle blitzkrieg. 
because hmm. they had all of the shit down meticulously. Like they ran the uh, the English out of Borneo, out of Burma, out of Malaysia, and then the Dutch East Indies, which is where the oil was. So Got like it. that reach is like, okay, we're going to like, fuck you, America. Their plan was to de- develop a large perimeter outside of that, like the... The Pacific Rim. Yes, yeah, to yeah. get so that they could get the oil from like the Dutch East Indies and like invaded all of these like colonies that were owned by the British, like owned by the US and the Philippines. And that was kind of their strategy. And then they were like, okay, we did that. And now we're going to turtle. Yeah. Like, please come to the resources. table. Yeah. yeah. Come to the table US and we will negotiate a surrender. And the US was like, no, we're going to take back every single island monotonously in a boring like it's so you know that one tree that's fucking our tree yeah oh my god it is like i read the the book uh it's hirohito's war it's too long nobody read it uh and the island hopping it just gets so boring by the end of it you're like i get it a new island that's um that was that hbo show um oh the pacific Pacific. i gotta watch that uh i need to rewatch i watched like half of it it was good but that was kind of a, a big thing that they showed it's like how difficult each island is oh yeah you roll up in a boat and there's someone already there and they're just teeing off on you as you're yeah. rolling up like there's it's so easy to just set up a machine gun on the beach and start spraying dude yeah. which but i i have one more question on pearl harbor so if they had just taken the dutch east indies and the u.s colonies around there the philippines singapore and not hit Pearl Harbor, would that have been enough to swing the American public into being for getting into World War II? Uh, it's a great question, and maybe not. Like, probably, like, I think the U.S. declares... It, it wasn't, it's not Americans that live there in a traditional yeah. sense. No, like, yeah. You think, like, racism's bad now. Oh, like, yeah, in, yeah, In yeah. the 40s, Holy shit. who gave a shit about those people? Yeah. Um, I think it's a very interesting question. Like, I think what you'd probably because like one thing that the so there was just one poll out like you think like how is donald trump polling today and it's like yeah there's 300 polls yeah there was one poll and they're was, all wrong yeah. by 10 percent. <laughs> there was one poll back then it was gallup and so like you look at like <laughs> you look at like pre-pearl harbor and like post-pearl harbor it was like 80 percent of americans like favored war with the japanese after pearl harbor right so i think you're but like the the main misstep with that is that the the japanese thought that like it was going to like the the us was going to back down from it like a big part of their strategy was like our people are tougher than the americans like the americans mm-hmm. live this lavish lifestyle like they're so excessive and you could say the same thing Didn't now we just get out of 20 years of the great depression at the beginning of world yeah. war 2 like I feel like that kind of hardied some people up a little bit. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Miscalculation, I'm, I think, uh, to be added it was, to the pile. It was such a bad... It was such a bad... You could argue they lost the war with that move. Like, just waking the giant of American I industry. I think a lot of people do attribute that. And yeah. then, really, that was from everything that I've read. So, please let me know if I'm, I'm uh, missing information here, but that really was the thing that turned America into the centerpiece of the world. Yeah. Well, because we didn't suffer any damage in terms of infrastructure, in terms of uh, 
mostly casualties comparatively. I mean, mm-hmm. like 250,000 compared to yeah. 30 million. But we just boosted our economy like fucking crazy. And then everyone who got destroyed, like all of London needed to be rebuilt. Yeah. You know who doesn't have a ton of natural resources? Fucking England. It's a yeah. tiny little island they yeah, have yeah, yeah. to buy from us. So it like really just kind of sped that off. Um, I mean, Japan was smart after the war and becoming our ally, but that's, yeah. that's, we'll do another podcast on the Cold War if, oh, yeah. if, if you know, if you're no, interested. This is, I, it gets so, it gets so boring after World War II. Like all of these, oh, like, I mean, I think I'll get into Vietnam eventually, but like, I'm just still, I wouldn't, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm just passionate about it. I don't think I know a ton about it, but like, um, it's an endless topic yeah. of World War II. Like there are so many well, so let's, different stories. Let's go backwards a little bit because unless you want to do the whole thing on World War II, I think we could go back, do 15, 20 minutes on World War One, and then talk about the, the lead up that led to oh, World War II. Because okay. I, I think that's like people know like, oh yeah, it's it's Germany and Italy and Japan against the United States, England and, and Russia and like all these other like basic facts but i i like the underlying conditions that caused yeah the rise of like hitler and uh fascism in general i think is the more interesting thing than like battle plans yeah well tell me if this will speed to the end of world war one okay like, uh <laughs> it let, seemed like a bit of a slog in the middle yeah, of it well so it it was a it was a point where our industry like the industrial killing power exploded in a way that hadn't happened previously like i read so give some give some examples i read a book about napoleon and like it was during the napoleonic wars like you think like it's it's incomprehensible what the napoleonic wars were it was like napoleon would be like hello everyone i'm going to conquer egypt and he'd be like (laughs) all right here's a bunch of people and he'd leave and everybody at home would be like, where's Napoleon? Like, where is he? Like, <laughs> he found some triangles yeah. in the sand. And so like, and what he would do is like, he conquers while he's over there and can like sort of sustain his army, like with each like movement. Like, so it wasn't France versus England, let's say like, that's not the war. The war is I mean, Napoleon. That did happen a lot. Yeah. But. but the war is Napoleon's army versus England's army. Right. It's not every human being on in France versus every human being. The concept of nationalism yeah. really hadn't taken over. So yet. total war occurs and like the resources that are available to these nation states, like the, in the Napoleonic Wars, you, it, it wasn't uncommon for like 30% casualties in a, yeah. in a battle, like something like that. And it's like 30% casualties. Like I was like, fuck yeah, I would take those odds. That sounds fun. A, <laughs> a day of 30% casualties. That's like, and you win like yeah dude that sounds pretty badass like if you're napoleon or if you're one of those soldiers um even then dude like it's it would just be a day out with your bros and the battles are like <laughs> the battles are like a di- like you talk about waterloo two days like a day yeah get home and crack a brewski yeah so and then you get into world war one <laughs> the casualty rates are like 90 percent for some of these battles like so isn't isn't there a bit of an upgrade in the weapons? Like what allowed yes. that specifically? So it's it happens right around the time of the Industrial Revolution. So it's more bullets, more guns, automatic weapons, um, artillery. Like yeah. you had artillery that was so big that it needed to be carried around by trains in Germany. <laughs> like to go from Napoleon, think of that. That's Damn. the leap is Napoleon's cannon, like the cannons in the Civil like War. A, yeah, a cannonball. The cannons in the Civil War, that's 1860. Yeah. 
18, like 1914, we're talking 15 years later, and you have guns that are so big that they need to account for the curvature of the earth because that's how high up they're going into the atmosphere. Like, yeah. it's a quantum leap in killing ability that, like, has never happened since, probably since the atomic bomb drops. Well, like, right. You go atomic bomb, and now it's drones and cyber warfare, yeah. which is totally different. We yeah. don't need to talk about that. But so that's where the killing power comes from. And so now you're getting to, and obviously it's dwarfed in comparison, but like you're talking about like 20 million total casualties for World War One, something like that. Yeah. You're talking about like a, like an entire, for France, like people shit on France for, oh, they surrendered. Like their entire male working age population gets wiped out in World War One. That's an entire generation of people. Yeah. And it's like, can you blame them for being like a little lazy the second time around? All of their men died. Like, what are you, who is supposed yeah. to fight? Um, that, that is a good point that I hadn't, I hadn't thought oh God, about. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's also like the, the concept of war of attrition yeah. over the course of, years what yeah. you're in a ditch for over a year just getting shelled like it's the meanwhile like mustard gas came out and oh, like yeah. chemical warfare was world war one right mm -hmm. yeah um it's i guess like is it really what was killing all these people was it the lack of movement it was, was it the better weapons was like yeah. why didn't they move why didn't they charge no was tanks. it too they didn't have tanks no tanks so it was like all right so that it makes was sense. barbed wire which like you no say planes like, either yeah you say barbed wire and it's like mm, barbed wire is not that hard to get there it's like yeah. okay 40 I felt barbed wire it's like yeah, all right 40 rows of barbed wire like you have like finally like an industrial capacity to like hey we need to cover all of france in barbed wire it's like <laughs> it's possible we could do it yeah um so you have that you have automatic <laughs> weapons the wildlife fucking hated it yeah and then you have like now you have like um like sicknesses and like um mm. Like all of the like, I think sickness has killed more people in well, World War One. The Spanish flu was going on during World War yeah. One, so factor that <laughs> shit into it. Like, yeah, who do you give credit to there? The war or the flu? Yeah, so it's all of those things. Like, um, the fact that nobody was moving, the artillery, the machine guns, barbed wire, no tanks, no gun, like no cars. They're moving everything by horses. So pretty much everybody from the Civil War to World War One was thinking all offense. We're gonna think of ways yes. to kill people yes, better, yes, yes, but yes. not thinking any defense. That's They're exactly like, correct. I don't know, dig a hole. Yeah, and, then, and that's all they had so for <laughs> what five years. This thing lasted. There's like a um, the Battle of the Front. Here, I, I think it's one of the initial engagements of World War One. It's France versus Germany, and France is like the Germans move in on the Maginot Line, and the French are like, "Oh my God, they're they're on French soil. We must throw them out." It's like, let's charge them. I love the French accent. It's like, let's. <laughs> the French are like, let's charge them. They're still dressed like they were in Napoleon. Yeah. Like, so they still look like I have a rifle yeah. that takes six years to reload, dude. Like, 50,000 casualties in a day, and they're like, Wait, hang on, like, what you start to get to, like, you start to get to, like, a quarter of Somebody a million, dig. dude. You get to, like, a quarter of a million casualties by like the end of the week, and they're like, Okay, wait, hang on, that was a whole army. Like, what just fucking happened? And, like, yeah, it you was, you think that we could get women to sign up? No, no, no yeah. sir, no, they will not. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. to the boys, <laughs> what if we charged again? And that's like, it's four years of that of like even like i read a world war one book where it's like 
That'd be a great job as a spy for the Germans. Be like, infiltrate the French, get them to charge. Yeah. Just get them yeah, to charge. Like, oh, yeah. They said you're pussies. It's like, what? They said we're pussies? Like, I am not a pussy. I'm not a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like, I think it was like the, the Somme was in like pretty deep into the war and they're still like the battle plans for the Somme, which is like a, a three month battle. Uh, it, it's the British versus the Germans and it's, you see the battle plans and the British are still like, and then we will use a cavalry charge. And it's like, dude, you haven't learned by now. Like horses are not working. Well, they're still like- The generals are 60 years old. Yes. The last war they the cavalry fought, generals. they literally were on a horse. Yeah. So they're like, well, this works for me. Yeah. So that's exact. So that type of dumb shit. It takes it takes four years for them to be like right okay now we know how to fight. How did okay so how did Germany not win in those four years? Like if they're wiping out literally millions of Frenchmen in the matter of the first months, yeah. Like what stopped them from just kind of taking over? So there was it was kind of similar to um, you think of like Blitzkrieg in World War Two where it's like Germany. Well, they didn't Fr- have meth back then. Yeah. So. Um, so Germany in World War II, Blitzkrieg, Germany knocks France out in two weeks or something like right. that. Um, the Germans had a similar movement. It was called like the Schlieffen Plan at the beginning of World War One, where it's like we're gonna run through Belgium, we're gonna go on top of France, we're gonna loop around Paris, and we're going to capture the capital. Uh, we're gonna like we're not gonna from in between Germany and France, there's the Maginot line. There's like the mountain range that Hitler drove right. the tr- tanks through. Like it's like, it's impassable. Nobody can get through there. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold France there. We're going to bring a sledgehammer over the top. This is all Dan Carlin, hardcore history terms. I've, yeah. I've, I'm plagiarizing him right now. This yeah. is all it is. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so they're going to take make money off this. We don't yeah, know him anything. They're, they're going <laughs> to listen to the podcast. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, if you have a when you're, half of day, yeah, when you're done day, with this literally. podcast. Um, yeah. So the looping, the looping movement, um, they, they're trying to like go through Belgium, envelop Paris. Uh, there's a point when instead of get going to Paris, they see that they can roll up the line of the British and the French. And so instead of going like beyond to get to Paris and enveloping that, capturing the city, like making them surrender, they're like, why don't we just kill the army first? They loop too soon and there's they don't know that there's an army in Paris which then like attacks the Germans at the head of the sledgehammer, like it stops their momentum in its tracks, and then everybody settles in for World War like for World War One and nobody moves right, again for, for five years. For most of it. There are a bunch of other missteps <clears throat> aside from that. Like they didn't expect the Russians in the East to get as ready as they did, so they had to divert forces to that. The holding force at the Maginot line French, France versus German. The Germans are doing so well against the French there, like eliminating these Napoleon-looking motherfuckers. They're, they're like, why do we invade France from there as well? They divert resources from the tip of the sledgehammer to there as well. Mm. So, like, it finally, like, they diverted too many of their resources, and it's one country. Like, in the, like, all they could have done was like knocked out France immediately, and then been like, oh, we own France now. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the end game there? Um, but there was like, <laughs> you doubled your land. Yeah. So. In August, like 1914, the very beginning of the war, there was a very good chance of Germany winning. And then stalemate occurs for 14, you know, for four years and nobody moves from those points. So I think this uh, this goes uh, to World War One and World War Two. Why does Germany keep attacking Russia? Yeah, what dude, the fuck is wrong with they're them? They're so stupid. They're so smart. Just go west. Yeah, God damn it. They're so smart and they're so 
stupid. World War One was different. They declared war on Russia first. I think Russia, de- I can't remember who declares war on who, but the Kaiser in Germany and the Tsar in Russia are brother-in-laws. Like, yeah. So that's like them going back and forth, like Russia saying like, we're going to invade. And Germany being like, yeah, you don't have to. And it's like, we're going to do it. And it's like, nah, you don't have to. We're, we're going to do it. Hitler. Why, why just, does Russia need more land? Um, so they have literally the most land. Well, here's the start of World War One, which is very boring. I'm gonna get through this as quick as possible. Okay. Austria, Austria, Hungary Empire. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. So the Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Yeah. So the Serbians. It's its own country. The Serbians are allied with Russia. The Serbians send a terrorist into Austria, Hungary, to kill the heir to the Austria, Hungary throne, Franz Ferdinand. Um, they do that because there are ethnic Serbs within Austria-Hungary that are being subjugated by the Ferdinand regime. I know it's not that, it's whatever whatever those guys' names are. So the Serbs say, uh, or the Austria-Hungaries are like, you killed our heir, why'd you do that? Saying that to the Serbs, the Serbs are like, we didn't do it. Those two go to war. Serbia has an agreement with Russia. <laughs> yeah. Austria-Hungary has an agreement with Germany. Yeah. And so because those two go to war, Germany and Russia get into it, and then that explodes the whole... Got it. So it's those two little countries that don't matter at all. And And they just dragged everybody into it. For perspective, this might be my favorite, like, uh, timeline overlap thing. Like, you hear about, like, uh, uh, like, the Mayan Empire being built, or, like, Mm. Machu Picchu was built at the same time as the Sistine Chapel. Oh, that's great. Uh the Ottoman Empire was still around for World <laughs> War One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear empire, and you're like, oh, yeah, 1200? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like 1914. No. <laughs> 1914. Like, this is the reason that the Ottoman Empire doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the reason the Austria-Hungary Empire doesn't exist anymore. It's yeah. the reason the Russian Empire crumbled. They killed their czar. Like, yeah. so much crazy shit happens in World War One. Right. The rise of communism, yeah. the the rise. So okay, so anyway, uh, fast forward. Germany, uh, or uh, yeah, Germany yeah. is in this war with Russia and, yeah. and uh, been, Austria-Hungary and Serbia. They've been and, depleted, right? Because they're one country versus five countries. The U.S. Right. has now entered the war. Well, they're so tr- why did Germany attack France then? Because was France aligned with France anyone, was, or France, was Germany just France like was Fuck aligned, you guys? France was aligned with Russia. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So Germany was like, all right, it's 2v4 right now. Yeah. And then England was aligned with France and we were aligned with England. Yeah. And then it just turned into, all right, we're going to. It was a bunch of like very archaic um, treaties that didn't really benefit anybody. Defensive pacts. Yes. So we get to the point where Germany, understandably, is out of troops. They've just had a famine called the turnip winter. Like they're running out of resources. They're sending like. there's one battle i think it's called like the march of the children or something like they're literally sending like 14 15 year olds that's dark they're fucking out of um they're completely out of commission so then they're finally like we have to do one more push like it's it's over the u.s is starting they've already landed a couple thousand hundred thousand troops we have to end this war before the u.s lands a million troops so now like the time is the clock is ticking on that um they do the kaiser schlag which is like a you know like an all or nothing like we got to do it like full charge like full right. offensive so many casualties on both sides um the the allies weather that 
And then the German government is like, we need to sue for peace now. We're completely out of resources. The Kaiser abdicates. So the Kaiser is like, I'm not, we're not an empire anymore. We're just going to be a republic. Like he he leaves. They start the Weimar, Weimar, I guess, Weimar Republic, um, which is very weak. Um, Understandably, they just had all their men die. But more importantly, and this is the myth that Hitler seizes upon. So you have like, you have the Germans who are like, this is it. We can't, we're, we're out of resources. We can't do anything. There's still Germans in the field fighting who think that they have a good shot of winning. <laughs> if not winning, like they, the, they're not, it's Berlin was not captured. Right. In the same way that World War II was. Like these are battles in France that end very badly for the Germans. They're looking at the statute. They're like, this is it. Like we could save. Yeah. And you see what happens with Hitler when they don't, you don't surrender when they're in France. Like right. Berlin gets beat to shit. Like, so the, the myth, all of these soldiers from France, from all these different places that Germany was fighting in, like in the Middle East, like they all come home and they're like, why did we stop fighting? We could have kept going. Look at all these soldiers. Like we could have kept fighting. Like, what? yeah. You remember what we were like in 1914? Like we were such a proud, and so now you have like yeah. with this Weimar Republic, like very mass unemployment. All of these army soldiers have nowhere to go. They're like, they're not like, like, what does a? And then you have what happens at the Treaty of Versailles, where it's like the Germans have to pay debts forever for starting the war. That's what the Treaty right. of Versailles decides. The German government <laughs> yeah. is like, okay, we're gonna pay you 20 billion francs or 20 billion German marks. And then we're gonna print. We're just gonna print the twenty billion and give it to you. Yeah. So hyperinflation occurs. Yeah. You have all of these soldiers who are at like home. Economics wasn't quite yeah. sound back then. And so then this myth starts, the stab in the back myth, where it's like the soldiers. We if it were up to us, we never would have lost World War One. Hitler is like the he, he was a corporal mm. in a World War One hospital. He's in a hospital, I think, when they surrender. So he's like, what? What the fuck? Like, what happened when yeah, I was yeah, in the yeah. hospital? So it's the stab in the back myth where it's like, you want to know who surrendered? It wasn't the fucking soldiers. We were undefeated in the field. It was right. the Jews. It was the communists. It was the Bolsheviks. Like, that is who stabbed Germany in the back. They call them, like, the November uh, betrayers or something like that. Like, all of the... And you see... You start to see Hitler... What Hitler does is, like, he has, like... He starts to get these myths and he, like, packages them in a good way where it's, like... The stab in the back myth, like um, he he starts to weaponize those and say like if you're disaffected, like he starts you know like he he builds like um, all of these paramilitary groups crop up in Germany. You think of like the Nazis is like the Nazis were not alone in paramilitary groups. There was all these no. ex-soldiers that were like just beating the shit out of each other in the streets, um, and so Hitler finally like you know, he's able to use the grievances of World War One and say, like, you want to know who the villains are? You want to know why we lost? I can... It's kind of like Trumpian and, like, Jews. It's one syllable. It's like, who... Yeah. What? All... It's very complicated. Like, no, actually, Germany was running out of resources. They could have gotten... They could have sued for... Nope, it was the Jews. Betrayal. Jews. And so yeah. you get it into that, like, word and, like, those couple of words, like, those couple of... Um, catchphrases like the I said Trump like build that wall it's like well no it's more complicated right. and it's like no 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 three words <laughs> right yeah well um, so have you uh, let me let me stop you there and let you 
uh, take a drink of water. <laughs> He's just so excited. It's like <laughs> you take a dog to the dog park and yeah. it just tips over at the end of after like an hour. <laughs> Oh, he's tired. Yeah, big. You had a big, big day, day talking day. history. You had a big day talking history. Yeah, Didn't that's exactly mean to what compare, I'm like. compare you to a dog, but no, it's exactly the, how I that feel. Was the first thing. Yeah. Was the, oh, do you need some water? <laughs> well, I also did just sum up like. I tried as hard Literally. as I could to sum up like 40 years of 40 history years. in like a couple of sentences. I kept thinking like, well, he's going to need a break soon. And I was like, I got to jump in. No, it's best it's for not him. happening. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so anyway, so um, that all checks out. But I, I do have to or let's let's summarize first. So you're essentially saying that uh, the soldiers felt like they experienced a different world war one than what the commanders and the leaders of the german uh the what the what the kaisers were seeing on the ground the kaisers were yeah. seeing all these stats and mm -hmm. the soldiers were seeing all these wins and they were like <clears throat> what are we doing i'm kicking ass i've killed like 85 frenchmen myself yeah. like we should still be doing this and then so when they got back I mean, the the Treaty of Versailles is really kind of what fucked them. Yeah. Um, but when they got back, it was kind of this this attitude of like, does this country really actually fight for me? Because I fought for this country. Yeah. And then we got nothing out of it. So like just this existential crisis thing, right? That's yeah. kind of summed up. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So then after that, they were looking for someone to blame, essentially. Yes. Have you read In the Garden of Beasts? No. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. So it is, uh, I brought it up in episode four of this podcast was about war in general. Mm -hmm. um, and actually we did an episode with Eli Hobb on anti-Semitism as well. So we, we touched a little bit on World War II there. Um, but essentially this book was written by... Uh, I forget his name, but he also did Devil in the White City. He's a pretty big author. Mm. Um, and it's chronicling the tale of the U.S. ambassador to Germany during oh, the rise God, of Hitler. Yeah. And he's got that. like letters back to his family mm -hmm. in the book. And one of the things that he talked about and one of the reasons he felt like the Jews were kind of blamed is because the economy of Germany was so shit that you, if you had money you could roll into Germany and just start buying blocks of property, mm -hmm. all the nice things. And apparently, after World War One, that's exactly what a lot of Jewish people did, is they mm -hmm. went into Germany and started buying up a lot of property, a lot of assets, and essentially started like kind of feeding the, the economy and became the upper class of Germany. Yeah. So when... It, it was also, you know, they're easy to blame for historical sake. Mm -hmm. uh, just everyone's been blaming the Jews for thousands of years. Yes, so there's yes. there's that. There's also a bit of a pop. The, the book says there's also a bit of a populist movement behind of it, behind it of, hey, these guys are fucking rich and they're taking all your money and they run mm -hmm. all the banks. Yeah. Why don't we kill the rich people? Like they're the ones who've been yeah. making us poor they're the ones who are hoarding all the money and like mm -hmm. that goes into exactly what you're saying of just like here's more reasons why we can blame the the jews from hitler's perspective yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think... I recommend that book, by the way. Yeah. And it's also like... It's Jews and communists. Right. It's like, those are those are Hitler's... Well, we were on board with that part. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Jew, Hashtag McCarthy. Yeah, so it's Jews and communists are the two groups that Hitler is like railing against in his speeches like wasn't his... he socialist though hitler no claim claim to be i mean that's yeah. what the right says now it was like but... yeah 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 that's like a favorite um it, it was more <laughs> it was like i mean it's fascism like it's a military dictatorship it's a single party system like right. i'm not sure what if from a socialist perspective it's like the first thing that they did was kill disabled people like you're talking about like <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing yeah you're talking about like the first okay who, you know they're they're killing the jews they're killing the gays they're killing they're killing disabled people so it's like a yeah. socialist state is like like a welfare state like shouldn't they well, be looking after the yeah. definition of a socialist state is like socialism versus capitalism is how much of your gdp runs through the government okay so if you are so you are 100 percent socialist if every dollar goes through the government and that's where like volkswagen and uh like what are the other big german companies essentially uh, just like saddled Berlin up motorworks right just saddled up to the the yeah. nazi government because they were but it's the nazi government was like hey we're like all of the money's coming through us now so if you yeah. want to survive mm -hmm. you need to come through us yeah um so that's that's what they mean by socialist communism is like a different form of that yeah. where the then after all the money goes to the government the government evenly distribute it distributes it to mm -hmm. all of the the different people so yeah hitler was socialist but also fascist at the same time yeah it'd be tough to i don't that's like yeah the the philosophical elements and like the yeah i, I don't think i would be able to speak intelligently right. about we could, we yeah. keep talking battles then. <laughs> the last thing i want to do is <laughs> <laughs> misspeak about hitler uh, i know a lot about his battlefield accomplishments yeah there you um, go well let's let's get into that because i think a lot of uh people know about the blitzkrieg i think yeah. and then they're like yep they took over france and then america showed up yeah i don't think people realize how close he was to taking england and oh, yeah. how Operations... long it took us to fucking yeah. help them operation sea lion like he gets to the end of the british channel and he's like I'm gonna invade England. Like, there's, there's, there, it's right there. You could fucking see it. They, why the, wouldn't you? When the Americans invade in, uh, when they invade Normandy in like 1944. So it's like 1941, 1942. Like whenever the Battle of Britain is, um, which is a sky battle, like a battle in the air. Yeah. Um, when the Allies finally land on the beaches of Normandy, they find uh, provisions that Hitler had left from when he decided not to invade England. Yes. Like it was so serious. Like, yeah, yeah. So the battle of England was a, is a war. It's a, it's like this gigantic airplane fight over England that England really only wins because they are, they have like radar, like better I was radar. Say, wasn't that the invention of radar was yeah. like right before that battle? Yeah. Well, you have you have a couple of things going on. You have um, the skill, like the skill bravery of the Royal Air Force. Like they are extremely good pilots. They like the efforts that they put forth. Like Churchill says, like never have the 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 
the lives of so many been in the hands of so few about mm. this battle. You're talking about like yeah. thousands of pilots. And like, if, you know, if they lose that battle, then Germany think D-Day invasion, they just do that to England. Right. Like they invade England. Um, but you also have the leader of the Luftwaffe is Hermann Goering, who is an idiot. He sounds uh, like a nerd. He's a doofus. He's a big, dumb <laughs> idiot. He's the reason that they get away from the allies at Dunkirk. Is, so wait, he's a German or he's an Englishman? He's, he's a German. He's the German head of the Luftwaffe, like the German head of their air force. Oh. Um, so you want to know why you think of Dunkirk is like, why? Like, wait, hang on. How do the English get away? The Germans surround the English at Dunkirk and the French and then Hermann Goering goes to Hitler because they are buddy buddied since like the you know for thirty years. It's he's not the head of the Luftwaffe out of experience or like right. skill. He's just Hitler's friend. Yeah. He is a pilot, but he's not the most able person for the job. So he goes to Hitler at the at Dunkirk and is like, "You see all these uh, English guys on a beach? Let's take them out with the uh, with the Air Force." And it's like. You know, or we could like push him into the sea with like tanks, like the things that got them there, yeah, like yeah, the Blitzkrieg. Right. And he's like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. There's like a bunch of days of bad fog, like <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like the it's not successful. So like you're talking about like a mistake of like a couple of days and the British are able to to ferry like hundreds of thousands of their soldiers off of the beaches. Um so that's the guy who is in charge of the Luftwaffe against the Royal Air Force. Yeah. Is this guy who's like, well, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Like, we got this. Come on. Like, right. come on, Hitler. So he's like, you know, inflating death statistics. Like, they're not giving, like, he's not giving, like, a proper um, view of the battle. There's, like, a bunch of, like, technical um, things I don't I don't think they had broken the German codes by that point, but the Germans did not understand how big radar was. Like they didn't understand how yeah. much the English were using it, how important it was. They instead of focusing their attacks on radar locations, right. um, they started just going after airplanes and it was like not realizing that if they just like if the Germans knew how big radar was and just went after those radar stations, like England is finished. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the London citizens were down in the the underground. Oh yeah, because uh, the, the the city was being bombed, and and that really was like. And I don't think we would have done anything. Like even if we they hadn't done anything over, to that point, right, if they took over England, we would have been like, ah, that's some tough shit. Well, I guess we're with the Germans. Like we were sitting there. It seemed like we were sitting there just waiting for like kind of a clear winner to emerge, and mm -hmm. then we were gonna be like, all right, yeah, we're on we're on that team. Real quick, because I meant to ask this before we got back into the battles. How did Germany start manufacturing all of these tanks and guns and bullets and all this like? You hear about like they're in crazy amount of debt, the hyperinflation. Like, yeah. how do they get this like economy back to the point where they are able to not only take out France but also hit England hard enough that if one more thing went right, they would have taken it? Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but it's like there are times in history when it makes sense to have a dictator. Uh, mm. uh, the, a dictator in America Rome. right now. Yeah, <laughs> we need two dictators, <laughs> and we got one with Biden. Uh, no, so yeah. the uh, so in ancient Rome, you would have like the word dictator was like it, you call a dude out of service, out of the military, you give him complete control for three months, and then he solves all the problems, and then he leaves. Like right. Cincinnati is the one who did that. He like okay, he shows up. He's like, what do you want me to do? It's like there's an army, and it's like okay, he mobilizes the entire economy. Like it's a very good time to have a 
dictator. And then he's like, okay, see, I'm relinquishing the power. The problem is humans never relinquish power. Right. So that time that Hitler takes power and he starts investing in like the Autobahn and all of these like infrastructure, infrastructure proje- okay. projects, like building up the army is like, you know, you can borrow money from other countries to build the weapons. You can ship them to other places. Like also the depression ends like, right. you know, that so economic recovery would have happened anyway right um so like the end uh england or germany retaking back their industrial capabilities in the rhineland so that was like one of the first things that they did as part of like hitler's expansion is they go to the rhineland which was taken from them in the treaty of versailles all these factories all these coal mines like so they secure that back Mm -hmm. to then start to make so like yeah, Hitler has a very prosperous like five to ten years, and like there are people who are like, if he had just stopped there, he goes down in history as like a very great leader who like yeah. he hadn't killed any Jews at that point, he hadn't right. killed like you know communists at that point, like he hadn't killed you know the night of the long knives, like killed people within America his own party was behind him. We were helping yeah. fund him, yeah, uh, at the time because he was against communists yeah and so then like germany's putting 100 percent of their gdp behind rearming what was france doing not 100 percent of their gdp no. maybe 20 yeah. percent. like so everybody's just caught flat-footed they by germany ba- uh baguettes and yeah trying to enjoy life after all the men died <laughs> yeah they were just having orgies of like one dude to 30 yeah. women that's, that's were- why the women are so horny there's no men <laughs> anywhere no dudes left <laughs> That's probably why they accept lesbians. Yeah. They were like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I can't fuck them. I fuck so many. I fuck hundreds of women. I'm out of dick. We had nothing else to do. <laughs> I, I start fucking with my hands. I'm out of hands. <laughs> Somebody make a vibrator, please. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, yes, as an economic system, a dictator definitely works when you're in the shit it works occasionally for Um, a little while right only when you're in the shit as soon as it starts going up again generally your economy is not used for good yeah and that's uh that's that's the issue like uh like fdr four-term president like yeah that made sense never again but yeah i could see uh, one president holding office for through a depression through a war like yeah that makes sense bends the the rules but yeah that makes sense well they weren't the rules back then yeah so (laughs) Um. All right. So we got five minutes left. Okay. What so do you, all of World War might, II. Yeah, we might have to do a part. Uh, a part two. Oh uh, God! Don't you tempt which, me with a good time. <laughs> we'll get German beer too. Oh uh, Lord. The uh, so what do you, what do you? Let's let's stick with some some facts. You got like 10, 10 top facts that we could run through in in five minutes, or even like two or three facts um, here. Or we could do more on just any any singular topic that yeah, uh, I think you want to do. There's a couple of cool like the one about the one fact about the Germans laughing at the American production is very funny to me. I do like that. Um, the because we are lazy, the, but we have a high ceiling. Yeah. If you want to know how <laughs> tenacious the Russians were um there was a program to equip this russians in world war ii they would strap uh bombs to dogs and train them to sniff under tanks so there is there was a there was a division there were specialists within the russian army that would just tap like tape tnt to dogs and they would run at cars 
and blow them up. Like that was something that people had to deal with. Jeez. That was a thing that existed <laughs> in World War II. Dogs have been feared for 99.999% yeah. of human history because they've just been used as weapons for lit until like yeah until the east village pug takeover <laughs> <laughs> which we're currently living yes. through um okay it's more <laughs> cool facts the uh it the russians uh, oh a big reason why german industrial output couldn't match the u.s was because hitler believed that a woman's place was in the the house okay so blatant sexism you look at germany who had women manning guns you have the u.s like the wait, rivet germany girls. was the, wait germany was germany had women manning guns uh, no you have russia with okay got women it. manning guns yeah hitler's sexism towards women ends up being a large fat you're eliminating 50 percent of your workforce because you're like ah women right. are just for having kids yeah and it's like no they're they're they supply more troops yeah no they're yeah. you can do a shitload with women so like like, you hear that, ladies? You're useful. useful. Um, so that's, I think the the ladies who listen to this podcast have turned it off by yeah, now. So um, we're good. Any sexist comments you want to make, you're safe. Well, Hitler was sexist. I'm saying I know, I know, they're I all pigs. No, I'm just giving. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another cool fact is: meanwhile, the, the Americans had women working in factories yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So, and like, but the Germans supplying the Germans locked their yeah. women in houses. And right. They were like, you just make. So it was a gigantic disadvantage that nobody really talks about. That's fifty yeah. percent of your workforce that you're locking in the kitchen. Yeah, um, it's insane. Uh, so if Hitler just liked women more, uh, you know, if he wasn't such a sexist pig, um, and then here's a fun thing: the amount of cannibalism that occurred by the Japanese in World I was War II say, in in the oh. islands on the Pacific. Oh, dude, probably. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was going to be my guess it there. Was, yeah, because you have, so like the, it gets to the point where the U.S. control the seas, they control the skies, and they, what they would do is they would call it wither on the vine. So it's like they would invade this island, but then they'd leave that island open. And it's like, there's nothing of value on there. We can build airfields over here. We're just going to le let the Japanese die over there. Yeah. So like you're talking about like hundreds of thousands of people on these islands, Japanese soldiers that are dying of starvation, like, they start eating humans. Uh, yeah. They start eating enemies. They start eating like the indigenous populations. Like they do it a lot. Like they eat, <laughs> like cannibalism happens a lot uh, by the Japanese in World War II. It happens by the Germans and the Russians on the Eastern Front as well. Yeah. Um, but a lot. The Japanese eat a lot of fucking people. Uh, those are all my favorite facts. I Good think. thing they switched to whale after World War II. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> did you know one whale well, weighs as much as... One whale equals 4,000 people? American GIs. <laughs> they taste so much better. <laughs> well, damn, that was a quick hour. Yeah, dude. I will do it again. All right. Um, but I got to read more books now. I think I just exhausted like <laughs> the absolute depths of my knowledge. But if you want to hear... Need a nap now. Yeah. If you want to hear about the, uh, the, Maybe, the Russian Empire, like yeah. the Tsar and the Tsarina and Rasputin, I do. I, I do. two hours about I do Rasputin. Like, I do like that. Maybe that'll be like a bonus episode so that we could, <laughs> we could get it out before next year. Because I don't know if we could do more than one of these I, every six yeah, months. A bonus episode for it's like, you guys asked for it, an hour on Rasputin. It's like, no one asked for it. No one ever asked about Rasputin facts. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, All right, but we will do it again, though. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, see you oh, later. Plug. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, Dan Polzello on all social media. I'm on Twitch now. Go on Twitch. Streaming Call of Duty. Streaming I Call of Duty. Modern Warfare. <laughs> and <laughs> scaring people away with World War II. Don't you feel scared? <laughs> Can it? you say World War II facts while you're playing? Like, that'll I be your should. thing. Yeah. It's like, this is the fact guy. And people then he be kills so you. confused by it. <laughs> I, hey, it's a tactic. Any tactic to win. I'll take It'll it. It'll be the hammer coming down from the north of France. The Schlieffen plant. You remembered. <laughs> I did. I didn't remember the name. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you guys.